You're listening to Love Starts Here, a podcast for smart, successful women who are ready to finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your relationship status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, certified love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Starts Here podcast. I am your host, Melissa Snow, and I am here today with my friend, Amber Grubenman. She is a women's dating anxiety coach, and I'm so excited to have her here today to talk to you guys about dating anxiety, what it is, where it comes from, and how you can deal with it so that you can feel more confident in your relationships and less anxious. Welcome to the podcast, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you all about dating anxiety today. Yes. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Yes. So I am a women's dating and confidence coach. I created the podcast, the women's dating and confidence podcast, and I've been working with women for the last five years on their dating confidence, dating dynamics, and most simply put, I help women go from dating to exclusive without playing games and without the anxiety and overthinking. I love that. Anxiety and overthinking is such a huge thing. And I love what you do. One of the reasons I've connected with what you do so much is because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who do things that are similar to what you and I do, but they're very big on like, let me help you revise your online dating profile so that you look more desirable. Let me tell you exactly how to act and what to say and what to do so that men will want you. And I feel like you and I are much more focused on like, let's not teach you how to play the game. Let's just teach you how to be you and love being you. And that will help you attract the exact kind of relationship that you want. Exactly. And I'm sure that we'll dive into it more, but a lot of those things that we do to try and be desirable to people are what agitate our anxiety and make us overthink everything. So yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It's probably a major cycle. So tell us a little bit about what dating anxiety is. And like, if I'm listening to the podcast, how do I know if dating anxiety is a problem for me? Yeah. So you probably wouldn't be questioning it because it's pretty intense and it can be a huge challenge. So when you are dating somebody and as soon as you decide that you like that person and that you're invested in this connection and want to see it go somewhere, um, you'll notice that you feel really anxious and worried and fearful about the person leaving you, rejecting you, changing their mind or things somehow not working out. So it's kind of like any other anxiety that you would have. It's just specific to the fear of rejection or the fear of something not working out romantically. Okay. And how does that kind of show up and manifest itself in relationships? Like, what does it look like? Yeah. So it's really different for different people. I would say I'm definitely somebody who would get anxious in dating situations. And the biggest way that it affected me was internally because it made dating so unenjoyable and exhausting. And I couldn't enjoy the connections that I was in because I was just always worried about them ending. Um, So I would say that's probably the biggest challenge with it. And then the anxiety can also prompt us and inspire us to do things that are not helpful for the relationships that we're in. 
So for example, if you're anxious, you might have this kind of rushed, urgent feeling that leads you to texting the person a bunch or trying to see them as much as possible or rushing the connection forward or asking for a ton of reassurance when they are actually showing up in a way that's consistent and great. So sometimes the anxiety can lead us to doing things that are actually damaging the relationship. And then we feel more anxious. And again, it just brings us into that cycle. Yeah. I feel like I could have probably used you like all of my (laughs) twenties because I would like, I feel like I was so anxious. I wouldn't even show up for the date sometimes. Like even if it was somebody I really liked and I was really into it, like a couple hours beforehand, I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm sick. I can't come. And I totally wasn't sick. I just was like, I cannot do this. Yeah. And I also remember having to like hide my phone from myself (laughs) or like put it under the couch or something so that I would not keep texting or keep checking to see if he had responded or that kind of thing. Yes. I totally relate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so nice to be in a space now where you're just like, okay, Like it just doesn't even, I mean, it's different for me because I'm in a long-term committed relationship now, but even dating before that, once I became more confident and more secure and less anxious, it was such a different experience to be able to just enjoy what was happening in the moment and appreciate it for what it was without having to worry about like what was going to happen five steps down the road. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's such a shame when we don't get to enjoy the single part of our experience. And one thing that I always tell my clients is nobody wants to save you from your single life. (laughs) So (laughs) sometimes when we feel really anxious, we're so not enjoying the process of dating that we then are obsessed with finding a relationship just so we can feel better. But we want to be able to enjoy the process of dating so that we can make a really good selection about who we choose to be in a relationship as well. Not that we're just like rushing to escape our single life and therefore the anxiety that we think will go away once we're in a relationship. Right. Absolutely. That's one of the things I tell my clients a lot is like, we want to make sure that we're running to something. We're not running away from something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you know, I scroll through social media and some of these groups that I'm in, and it doesn't take long to find the thread of women talking about how horrible online dating is, or like sharing whatever screenshot they have from their last experience. And like, I think that's a really good point that a lot of women get to the point that they're just like, somebody needs to get me out of this online dating hell. And so when someone comes along, who's sort of okay, or at least better than what they're experiencing on Tinder right now. They're like, okay, I'm in, let's go. But they're running from something. They're not running to something. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think causes dating anxiety? Like in your experience and working with your clients, do you notice like some basic fundamental similarities in like what causes someone to be anxious about dating? Yeah, so... I guess I would answer that question in a more broad way. I know that you and I are both um, into the life coach school. So we learned thoughts create feelings and anxiety is a feeling. Um, There's a lot more information about dating anxiety out there. Like, for example, if you've read the book Attached, there's a ton of research on it. And the answer is that multiple things can 
cause it, create it, be the root of it. And we can't pinpoint it to one thing. So it can be um, genetic just in terms of the way that we're wired to feel anxiety versus being calm. It can be early childhood experiences, the way that we were raised, um, even later in life, if you had one experience that was extremely um, traumatic for you, then that can create some thoughts and feelings around dating going forward. So Mm -hmm. there are many different causes. Um, And I think the approach that I take with people is about what agitates it. So we could spend forever trying to like dig into our past and see which boyfriend like fucked me up. Sorry. sorry No, you can say that. Um, And even if we need that, um, what's more important is what are the habits that we have now in dating that agitate that anxiety versus soothe that anxiety, both in the way that we think and in the way that we approach dating in our actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think are some of the best things? Like, what are your top tips for dealing with this kind of anxiety? I mean, I know you can't fix all of our problems in a 15 minute podcast, but <laughs> maybe you can, if I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's talking about me. Aside from hiring you, what are some of the things that I could start to do today to kind of ease that anxiety or even just create more awareness about what the things are that are agitating it and what the things are that might be able to calm it a little bit? Yes. So one of the things that will sound really counterintuitive is when clients join my group or we start working together one-on-one, they'll usually start out by saying, okay, here's the situation with this guy that I'm dating. And I know I shouldn't feel anxious. And I know he just texted at that point and I shouldn't be feeling this. And um, I know this is my issue and I really have to heal my attachment style. And the first place that I would actually want to start with people is accepting it and actually not seeing it as something going wrong. Like what if nothing was wrong with the way that you felt things in dating? And what if you could actually trust those feelings? Um, Most women have learned to ignore those feelings of anxiety and think that something was wrong with them. And therefore they keep dating people who are actually agitating that anxiety and who are inconsistent and not showing up for the connection and not being kind and respectful to them. So when you actually just notice how you feel in connection with somebody and you realize, you know what, I feel good with this person when we meet. And then 90% of the time when we're apart, I feel anxious. I feel like I'm always guessing. I wonder if he'll write me or ask me out again or not. I'm never really sure if he likes me. Those are actually valuable signals. And when you start to listen to them, you'll start to be directed towards people that you feel better with. So you can kind of, and that's why where I don't a hundred percent agree with the, like, just change your thoughts because sometimes our feelings are valuable resources and it's a compass for telling us, yes, you can swim upstream and change your thoughts and deal with this person who's really inconsistent and not treating you right and making you feel really anxious. Mm -hmm. Or you can find a connection where they are naturally more consistent and showing up and respectful and 
um, open and showing you that they're emotionally invested, which does so much to combat anxiety. Mm -hmm. So simply put, trusting your feelings and actually letting them guide you towards somebody who is helping you feel less anxious by being more consistent. Okay. And so part of what you're saying is that when we feel anxious and we tell ourselves, I shouldn't feel anxious. And we try to push that feeling away. What we're really doing is increasing the anxiety and keeping the cycle going. Yes. And also not noticing when we are in a situation that is not good for us. Um, actually this was a really random metaphor I used for a client the other day. Um, she said, well, isn't this anxiety my problem though? Like, shouldn't I like have to change and change my feelings and that kind of thing? And I said, well, that's kind of like saying, um, let's say you're lactose intolerant. It's your problem, but also just don't drink milk. Right. right? Like if you are, if you know that you lean on the anxious side of things, if you know that you tend to get anxious in dating, sure, that's your problem, but also then don't date that guy who's extremely inconsistent and not showing up for the connection and sometimes writes you, sometimes doesn't, sometimes is into you, sometimes is cold. Don't date that person. You're lactose intolerant. Right. Exposure therapy is not always the answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I tell my clients a lot. I have many clients who are in relationships who are trying to decide if they want to stay in the relationship or not. And I tell them a lot, like you basically have two choices here. You can either stay in this relationship, which requires a shit ton of work to manage your mind and your feelings and your actions, or You can be alone or find a different relationship, which will require a lot less work and a lot less thought management. Like either one's fine. I personally would choose the one that requires less work, but you know, we all make our choices, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the perfect metaphor. Yeah, absolutely. I think we get confused about, well, aren't relationships just work? And I would say if you're feeling anxious, most of the time, And the only times that you feel relieved are when um, the person is like finally messaging you or finally being showing up the way that you want to. Um, That's probably not the right connection. And another metaphor to kind of put this into perspective is, I don't know if you ever saw that movie. um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like he was in the desert for five days, was stuck with his arm under a rock. Oh yeah. Yeah. With James Franco. I can't think of the name. Yeah. So he ended up having to cut his arm off and um, ran and drink water from this like dirty puddle. And it was probably the best water he ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not how it's supposed to feel when a guy texts you back. (laughs) It's not supposed to be like, oh my gosh, I was so deprived. And now he gave me a little something. So it feels amazing. It feels really relieving but actually it feels so good because you were so deprived in that connection. What it's supposed to feel like in a good connection is more like you went on a hike for the day and then you had a beer after Mm -hmm. it really hits the spot. It feels really great, but it wasn't like so much was withheld from you that now you feel like you're dying and starving and thirsty and um, you need it to survive. So that's why we want to date people who are 
more consistent as well and really filter for that because then the connection just feels good because Mm -hmm. they're showing up consistently and it helps us with that anxiety as well. Mm -hmm. So if the more that we can lean into the anxiety and actually listen to what it's trying to tell us, as opposed to trying to push it away, the more likely we will attract someone who doesn't agitate our anxiety. Yeah. Well, the more that we will notice, you know what, it's not when you start to listen to your feelings and take them seriously and not tell yourself, this is my problem and I shouldn't be feeling this way. You will naturally be guided towards experiences that feel better. And those experiences will be with people who are not specifically agitating your anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I love that. Is there anything else before we wrap up that you would offer to the women who are listening, who are in this place where they are like (laughs) feeling like the man chopping off his arm to get to the dirty water. And they're feeling just so frustrated by how things have been going so far. And so desperate for lack of a better word, I hate that word, but longing to have the relationship that they really want, that they really feel like they deserve. Um, Is there anything else that you would add to those women? Yeah. So I would say the other part of this is, so on one hand, we want to date people who are showing up for us and we covered that. Um, The other piece is also learning how to appreciate space in a connection because a lot of women who are feeling so anxious in a connection, even once they date somebody who's really consistent and showing up is they have really negative thoughts around the circumstance of space in a connection. And one of the metaphors that kind of clarifies this in a relationship is having a connection with somebody is like planting a little seed and it needs both water and air. Like if you're just dumping water on it, which would be connection, texting, seeing each other, being together, it's going to drown. Mm-hmm. It actually also needs the space. The space is for the connection to flourish in order for it to grow. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who are really anxious, they're just like dumping water on it because they think this will make it grow faster and space is bad and air is bad. But we have to learn to embrace that side of things as well and find a natural balance in our connections. So learning to manage your thoughts around space and learning to see it as a positive thing for the relationship as well, really soothe the anxiety over time. That's a really good metaphor. You're good at metaphors. (laughs) That is a really good one because it totally gives me the visual of like, I want this flower to grow faster. So I'm just going to water it like all day long (laughs) and it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. Around your little plant. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody is listening to this, how would you want them to reach out to you if they're interested in working with you or just finding out more information about you? Yeah. So they can message me directly on Instagram, which is just my first and last name, Amber Grudenman. And then I also have a freebie on my website. It's called copy and paste text for when he's pulling away or acting flaky which is one of those circumstances that can make us very anxious, especially when we don't know how to respond. So there are many different situations outlined in that guide and how to 
communicate and how to think about those situations. So that would be on my website as well on the main homepage. Um, And yeah, just message me if you have any questions. Okay. Awesome. I will link in the show notes to your podcast, to your website, so they can get that download and then also to your Instagram so they can follow you and reach out there. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening to the Love Starts Here podcast. For more tips, tools, love and support, be sure to join the Love Starts Here Facebook group. To learn more about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa to take your love and life to the next level, visit www.melissamsnow.com.